0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fensky. Two and a half years ago, Rain Stipek was in a parked car in Soulard when she and her companion were approached by a gunman. Stipek, then 26, was hit eight times in the back. While she survived, the prognosis was bleak, especially since Stipek was a dancer. But Stipek battled back. She's now dancing again. And this weekend, the Arts Festival, inspired by her ordeal, will return for a third year. Community Arts Festival aims to speak up, educate, and heal a city scarred by violence. Joining me in studio to talk about the festival is founder Paige Walden Johnson. Paige, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. We're also joined by Rain Stippick. Rain, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'd like to invite our listeners into the conversation. Can the arts help communities impacted by gun violence? What have you seen in your community? Give us a call at 314-382 8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Paige Walden-Johnson, when did you first find yourself saying, we should put on a festival? Oh. We're going uh, way back. Yeah, very far back because
1: before it became a festival, it was just a small group of friends deciding that we we wanted to do a show and it was just a little itty-bitty show that artists got together to offset some of the costs that were accruing for Rain that accrued to the millions. And it wasn't until probably a month before we were like, this is more than a concert, this is a festival.
0: And you and Rain had been friends. What was uh, How did you first get to know each other? The first time I met Rain, she was on crutches our freshman year at Webster.
1: <laughs> she needed help to get to the third floor of our psych class, and I helped her carry her books to our first day of
0: class. Rain Stivick, why were you on crutches all the way back at (laughs) Webster? This is obviously long before what happened. Uh,
2: I had actually had ankle surgery the first day of college, so it was... Talk about bad timing. Right, so it was an ordeal, but I was on crutches for, I don't, I think like eight weeks or so, so Mm. it was a long first semester.
0: And you guys ended up becoming friends from there. Yes. Um, Did that friendship center around um, the arts at that point, or were you just college kids hanging out?
1: (laughs) Definitely the arts. We were always in the dance department. If we're not dancing, we're in the dance lounge talking about being dancers. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely evolved around dance. And so then after what happened to Rain, you decided that you were going to try to do this. Was it first supposed to be a fundraiser or was this more something to let her know she had support? A little bit of both. It, it started as a fundraiser for her,
1: her medical costs. Um, and then there was so much support from the arts community and um, community organizations that we wanted to not only support RAIN, but also share the issues that are contributing to the violence that is plaguing our streets. So it, it became beyond RAIN, it was for St. Louis as a whole.
0: And then what made you decide to come back for a second and
1: then a third year? After I saw the success of raising $10,000 for RAIN, and I learned more and more about how long this historical issue has been bubbling in our city, I I couldn't go back to what I was doing. I I had to continue the mission. There were more people hurting and more people that could
0: heal from what we were doing. This festival seems somewhat unusual in that you're not just bringing the arts to the fore, there's also a strong mental health component. Mm. Tell me how you brought those two things together. It's, It's a natural progression.
1: After rain was hurt and in the hospital, I used art for myself to um, heal from the, the secondary trauma from hearing about her. I was drawing, I was writing, I was painting, and it was the only thing that got me back on my feet. So if it works for me, I had to think that other people could get the same reaction. It may not be dance, which is mine, but there is an art
0: form that others can create and heal from it how do you even begin to connect with the community that is touched by violence and that most needs what you're trying to do?
1: There are so many avenues of connecting. Um, one of the biggest and most informational place I jumped into was the Violence Prevention Commission, which is a full um, initiative through Washington University and many public health and safety organizations, FBI, police, hospitals, surgeons, and I was able to learn about all the contributive factors and then also find partnerships and collaborations to get into the streets and help.
0: Okay. Rain Stippick, I know when you were shot, um, it was such huge news. And obviously, St. Louis is not immune to gun violence. It happens all the time here. But I think your story really caught the city's attention. I think a lot of people thought, man, that could have been me sitting mm-hmm. in that car. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, this must have been just the journey of a life. What, what Tell us about what was the initial diagnosis after that night in Soulard?
2: Um, after that first night, uh, they had given me a 5% chance of survival in those first 48 hours. So it was pretty miraculous that I made a come around. Um, it, the bullets had actually fractured L3 and L5 in my spine, so my back was broken. Um, I lost my left kidney, 20 feet of intestine, my pain, or a third of my pancreas, uh, my spleen, my appendix, normal things. But <laughs> there was, you know, holes in my liver, holes in my stomach. It's, I was pretty bullet-ridden. But, yeah, it's uh, they replaced my blood five times over. It was about 105 units, to say. So it was a lot of work to get to where I am today, but that was just the initial first 48, 72 hours.
0: When did you first even become aware of just how bad your body was? I had no
2: idea. My family did a really great job, honestly, of just keeping me calm and just, this is what we're doing today, and there was no discussion as to what had happened, which, At first was good because then it was just focused on healing. And then once I started to come to a little bit more, I think it was actually, I think two weeks later maybe that I had finally, they told me what had happened because I had no idea. I was just sitting in the hospital from February 6th to, it was Valentine's Day. I remembered because I could put a date to a holiday and remember what day it was, but So it was a good two weeks before I kind of had an idea of how bad things
0: were. And you had no memory of what Mm -hmm. had sent you to the hospital. Correct. There must have been some times when you just felt so just confused. Oh,
2: absolutely. And you're, I mean, you're on so much medication that you're just completely out of your mind. You're having nightmares and you're going through psychosis and it's a whole thing. But I... Didn't know like what day it was, and I had thought initially like maybe this was something I did, and that's why nobody wants to talk about it. Like you must have Mm -hmm. caused a car accident or something bad had happened that was your fault. Mm -hmm. So I felt very much that it was something I had done, and then once it finally came about that it was of no thing that I could have possibly
0: yeah that That someone had just come up and shot you. Correct. Did that make you feel better? Oh, it it was a relief. You felt better. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people in your shoes at that point would be like just terrified.
2: And I really wasn't, It's you know, it's even talking to the police and detectives as soon as I could. It was, they asked me, well, who could have done this to you? And I was like, I can't imagine doing this to anyone else. So I don't know who would have done this to me. Like, that's impossible to me to wrap my wrap your own brain around, wow, like, you're just a regular person in Soulard, in St. Louis, a dancer, a dance teacher. I worked at Ballpark Village at the time, and I was just living my life day to day. And all of a sudden, it was completely thrown off the tracks.
0: Everything just changed overnight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as you're there in your hospital bed, at some point, did it cross your mind, I'm not going to dance again?
2: I really didn't, honestly. You know, I my left leg is actually still numb from like mid thigh to ankle so it's i I went through you know two years of physical therapy occupational therapy and because there was i couldn't walk at that point like with my back being broken anytime i got out of the hospital bed i had to have a brace on which they had to manipulate in order to fit all the drains and my feeding tube and my ostomy bag there was so many things that were going on inside of my body as well outside so it was not so much a question of if i was going to dance again but just when it was just when am i going to get there
0: I mean, that's amazing. And looking at you today, I mean, you're moving around. You're walking. (laughs) You're walking better than most of us. (laughs) And now I understand you're not just walking. You're also dancing. Yes. Yes. Tell us what your plans for that are with this festival.
2: Um, I'm actually, uh, my debut It's what we're calling it, is uh, on Sunday of the festival. It's the concert. It's at 4 o'clock at the Zach Theater. it started as Paige asking me, what do you want to do this year? And I was like, well, honestly, Paige, I kind of want to dance. Like, you know, I'm, I'm working towards it. I'm going to classes every day and I'm getting stronger. And that'll be something also to another mile marker, something to work for, a goal that I can set that's concrete in my, my mind of what I want to do. So we collaborated a little bit, and finally it came about that Angel Band project. Erin uh, Reiki, mm-hmm. uh, she'll be singing. Uh, they have a whole album for survivors. It's Songs of Survival, I think is the album title. But so she'll be singing while I dance, and it's their f- through like domestic violence. Like that's their medium for healing is music and singing, whereas mine's dance. So we thought let's put them together. So the, this band will be live performing? Yes, singing, vocals, music, all of it, and then Rain dancing.
0: And Rain, did you pick one of their songs, or did they recommend a They song?
2: recommended one. Uh, it's one of the songs on the album that's a little bit more... Um, I don't want to say inspirational because they're all very inspirational, but a little bit brighter. It has more of a stepping out of a darkness and coming into a light effect.
0: And did you do the choreography on this? Uh,
2: I did a little bit. I collaborated with a couple of teachers that I work with. I needed a little bit of help and input just to kind of get going. But so it is a collaborative thing. It's definitely not a sole individual choreography.
0: But this is something that it's also very personal and, and meaningful definitely, for you. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like sometimes the hardest thing, if you talk to people who've been affected by violence, is realizing that they're just not the same as they were. And I'm sure you were dancing at a certain level Mm -hmm. when this happened. Mm -hmm. Is it hard to know, yeah, I'm going on stage. And you mentioned one of your legs. It still doesn't, you don't have feeling in it.
2: We call it my trick leg. Your trick
0: (laughs) leg. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, a great shorthand for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah it's, uh, it's, it has been difficult. I, you know, everyone asks me. It's a very common question. How, how did you get to this point? Like, how did you take this day by day when you know that things are just different now? You're not the same as you were, and it's just accepting that. It's understanding. Yeah, I'm not the same, but. You, you're changing every day, whether you have a trauma or an event that happens and changes you, or whether you're just going through life and going to work one day and another, it's, you're always changing and accepting that some changes are bigger than others is the big thing to do. So I just, I literally took it day by day. And that's, I still, there's many days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, this is what my body is now. Like I have to figure out how to make it work today, but you do. And then you wake up the next day and you made it, you made it through that day. So
0: what, is, what has been the hardest thing about
2: this whole recovery process? Um, I would say time, but it honestly, I, you know, three years, it seems like so much time, but it goes by a lot quicker than you think. It's I was in the hospital for 94 days and then rehab after that, and... It was a long time in the hospital, but I had so much support. I had friends and family that were visiting every day. My sister stayed with me in the hospital every single night for 94 days.
0: Wow. So
2: it was, I had people there constantly from when I was at home after that and through therapy too. It was, I've always had support and that's what helps you get through that initial stage of time. Time is the big thing.
0: That things just take time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I saw an interview with you where you said at that point, and this was more than a year ago, but you said you didn't suffer from PTSD. Yeah. No. And that's still the case.
2: Yeah, I have no problems. I, I like to think that maybe it is from the support and also from the arts that I had a healing route. I had something that was an outlet. I could go and take a class, whether it was tough or not, I still had somewhere to go with it. So I still don't have any problems. I'm doing great. I am, I'm very happy to talk about it with people. I love to share my story. If it can help anybody, that's awesome.
0: That's amazing. Um, Paige, Walden, just one quick question for you before we take a break here. Watching your friend, have you been surprised by how she's been able to handle this complete life change?
1: Absolutely. I was a bystander that didn't even see it. I was—I just heard through a text message and news and I was struggling with PTSD, but because she was so strong day to day with her healing process, it was also a fire that kept me going. So when she
0: was being strong for herself, she was being strong for everyone. That's Paige Walden-Johnson, the founder of the Community Arts Festival. We're also talking with Rain Stipek, who helped inspire the festival. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. And now back to our conversation with Paige Walden-Johnson and Rain Stippick of the Community Arts Festival. Paige, you recently got a huge celebrity shout out. John Legend featured you and the Community Arts Festival on his Facebook page, which I just checked. It has 9 million likes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even know that. (laughs) How did did this even come about that you were selected for this? Well, it was middle of the
1: night a couple months ago, and Rain just texts me. She goes, we did it, guys. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) What did we do? She goes, John Legend. I was like, I'm still not quite sure what that means. Um, But when she was able to actually articulate what happened, she uh, nominated me um, in John Legend's campaign called Can't Just Preach, um, the community leaders. And I finally got the email maybe two weeks after she told me. And it was like real. And I didn't even think it was going to be real until it actually got on Facebook. But it was so exciting.
0: What kind of impact does that have when you get a shout out from a celebrity that big?
1: I mean, I got two calls within an hour of people who wanting to get a part of the festival and just learn more. Um, We've had a lot more um, visits on our website and Facebook and social media. So just um, helping people learn what we're doing is going to help us reach more people.
0: That's awesome. And as a thank you, I understand there's going to be a performance to Legend Song Preach. Let's listen to a little of that. That's John Legend's song Preach, which is part of his Can't Just Preach campaign. Rain, I understand there's some of your dance students are part of this particular performance. Yes. What, what does the dance look like that goes with this song? Um, it's a lot of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know
2: how to describe it. It's different types of movement. Uh, we had choreographers that came in for our Young Artists Workshop that happens a couple pri- couple weeks prior to the festival. And the choreographers stayed for that next day. They did an audition and whoever participated was allowed to audition and able to be a part of this performance. So it's a accomplished. Of there's not just my students, but students from all over the city that got to learn from these world renowned choreographers for this piece of.
0: And so you originally nominated Paige and the festival for this award. <laughs> what is the can't just preach um, campaign? What's that about? Uh, he just—it's literally exactly what it is—that you cannot just preach about
2: the things that you want to see change in the world. You have to go out there and do something about it. Get your hands dirty and make a change happen for yourself and for your community. So he's recognizing people all over the country and the world that are trying to just do things, whether it's a small little foundation that's selling hoodies
0: for this or that. It's—he's doing something about it just by letting other people have a voice. So, in terms of what this festival is trying to do, Paige, what is the core of what you see the mission at this point? The core of the mission is mobilizing the
1: passionate arts community and their resources to aid the violence um, initiatives in our city. There are so many passionate artists that I've met that are just like, I don't understand why this is happening. How can I help? I don't know how to help. So what I do is say, okay, I'm gonna connect you with this resource here. This person needs this, this person needs that art can be a integral part of the healing process
0: in St. Louis. And this has been such a tough summer in St. Louis. There's been something like a dozen St. Louis kids who have been killed and that doesn't even count the ones who've been shot in these random acts of violence. Is that something that the festival is going to directly address this year? Yes, definitely.
1: We um, have a banner that has portraits of youth under the ages of 18 that have died to gun violence through the Faces Not Forgotten nonprofit. So we are putting their faces right in front of you and saying,
0: we cannot let this happen anymore. It is time to make a change. This year's festival also features the Midwest premiere of a documentary called The Sweetest Land. It's set in Hartford, Connecticut, which has also struggled with gun violence. Let's give a listen to that trailer.
1: Millions and millions of dollars invested. What's changed? Our young kids are doing this, and what are we doing about it? I don't know. Something has to be done about that.
0: We need to come together, all of us, black faces, white faces, red faces, and whatever color faces, and show that we care about each other. But this thing is about love. One, two, three, together, one, two, three, together. Let's go.
1: We're not getting at the real problem.
0: It's not a whole lot of things. Being done.
1: I will be thanking them for this grant and also asking them for more.
0: I have reached
1: out to all the schools. I've done what I could to engage as many nonprofits as possible. One or two schools got back to me. But well, Who's really watching the handouts? Know? Is it the Fox?
0: my best best friend. We have good decent people that have been murdered. That's the trailer for the Sweetest Land, which has its Midwest premiere at the Community Arts Festival this weekend. Um, Paige, what was appealing about this particular film?
1: I loved how he was
0: going into this very raw
1: story and showing all of the behind the scenes that not every person um, sees when they hear the news story that someone has been hurt or shot. And I really wanted him to come out and talk to us. How did he turn it around? Because they've reduced their violence in that city by 40%. That's the city of Hartford, Connecticut. Correct. So we... We need those solutions and then apply them to St. Louis. So we're inviting um, FBI agents, police, um, surgeons, and mental health board representatives to have a panel afterwards with the director to talk to the community and start having this discussion. No, let's not just talk about it. Let's make solutions and let's go for it now.
0: And I'm sure this is not a simple answer that you can get into in a minute, (laughs) but what is Hartford doing that St. Louis isn't?
1: Well, I think that would have to be a question for the director, Yeah. because, um, I mean, there's a lot of um, moments of understanding why it's happening, and then also a- attacking and discussing legislation processes, reassessing where money is going. We have Prop S with almost a, mi- a million dollars going out to funding um, over years, and what is it done? What is
0: happening with that money? Yeah, yeah.
1: So um,
0: it's it's really focusing on those type of issues. Oh, as far as this year's festival, Rain, what are some other highlights that you're looking forward to? Oh, I don't know. I say we just talked about all of them. Me dancing,
2: obviously, is my favorite <laughs>
0: highlight. I mean, that's gonna uh, be huge. That's I think, be a big really. one. Um, as much as I know you're joking, I think right. people are really looking forward right. to
2: that. Um, that's the screening is at four PM on Saturday, but all day leading up to that there's workshops, there's performances, there are discussions, there are panels. So it's every different type of medium you can think of. Page has really brought them together. We've got spoken word, we've got painting and drawing, we've got music, we've got dancing, we've I mean anything you can think of, it's gonna be there
0: Saturday and Sunday. Paige, I looking at the people who are participating in this, I gotta say you've really got a really nice cross-section here. What kind of efforts did you make to make sure that this is going to be inclusive to what St. Louis really looks like? Well, the biggest thing for
1: September 7th on Saturday, I wanted it to be accessible. So what are those what does that look like? And that looks like making sure there are accessible entrances for um, handicapped people, but also working on getting More than just my circle of friends, but going into communities and finding the artists that are working in the community and sharing their stories that I can't share. And then also making sure it's family friendly and and it's it's engaging for kids to get involved and then um, having food community comes around food. So we're inviting Pot Bangers and Mama Cat to come out and serve food to everyone. Um, It's all donation-based, so we're not going to turn anyone away.
0: And Pot Bangers and Mama Cat, tell us a little bit about who they are.
1: She is amazing. Um, Pot Bangers, Feed the Body Mission, she feeds unhoused families um, every Thursday. Hundreds, hundreds of people who don't have homes or food forever amount of time and she is there to help them get on their feet and make sure their bellies are full.
0: That's great. You also talked about some of the banners related to the past summer's violence. What are some other art pieces that are going to be featured this year?
1: Well the great thing is Intersect Art Center has a whole gallery curated just to be in this collaborative effort. It's called the A New Exhibition and it was curated by Alexis Riv- Riviere yeah. <laughs> and they These are all artists within the St. Louis area. Um, I think it's within 100 miles. And one of our board members is actually one of the artists. She is a, a nurse, a trauma nurse. Her name is Lydia Wood, and she has the most beautiful pieces that she uses so she is able to heal and continue her work after seeing trauma and bloodshed day after day.
0: It seems like you kind of fell into the arts festival scene (laughs) as a result of of what happened to your friend, Rain. Um, But now you're running kind of this big deal thing. What what do you see as the future for this festival and for you as an organizer?
1: I would love to have a codified plan so it can be mass distributed so I don't have to come in and then community members can create their own festivals with the artwork and the stories and the missions they want to see in their communities.
0: Hmm. So almost like a kit for like create your own festival? I would love
1: that. I don't know how that's going to work or how it's going to look, but I think that's going to be most effective.
0: That's a great idea. Um, Rain Stipek, for you, I understand you're teaching dance mm-hmm. um, and you're also about to do your debut performance. What is coming up next for you?
2: Ooh, just uh, living a normal life. Is that enough that's coming up next? I, think I mean, that's honestly, a- in
0: light of what you've been through, yeah. it sounds
2: like that should be more than enough. I honestly, I do a lot of traveling and it's also too, like I can relate it with Paige where it's, what can we do to, like that can take this worldwide, that we can do something with this? Arts are a very important and integral thing that If the arts are thriving, a city is thriving. That's a proven fact. So let's make sure that the arts are still thriving everywhere we go. Let's share my story everywhere we can and make sure that other people who need it hear it.
0: And they know what they can do. To bring this back to a more sober note, I know there were originally two brothers that were charged mm-hmm. um, in your shooting. And prosecutors later dropped those charges. They mm-hmm. said they had the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a procedural thing. They said they were actually innocent in this case. Have there been any updates in terms of finding the people who did this?
2: There have not been any updates.
0: Is that something that, that you find yourself thinking about?
2: Um, I don't dwell on it. I dwell on myself and getting myself better because if I can't get to where I want to be, then what is this new life that I'm living? Uh, My family, I think, was probably the most distraught about it just because they they want answers. This is someone that they loved and cared about. So Mm -hmm. that's something I think Paige focuses on, too, is trying to figure out how we can stop this circle, this habitual violence of violence beginning violence. Let's figure out where we can break the wheel and change things a little bit, where if you're suffering from a trauma, whether it happened to you or someone you love, What can we do to stop it from turning into more violence and hatred? What can we do to make it about love and healing instead of just hatred
0: that's rain Stipic, who helped inspire the community arts festival and will be dancing in it making her return to the stage this weekend we're also joined by Paige walden johnson who's the founder of the community arts festival thank you guys both for being here today yeah thanks so much thanks Uh, the festival kicks off saturday september 7th and also runs the evening of september 8th tickets are available online at communityartsstl.org this is st louis on the air on st louis public radio 90.7 kwnu